Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And we are so excited for two things. Mm -hmm. One being that this is our first video podcast. We're very excited about that. We're going to be editing the video, putting it on Spotify. We're going to put it on our YouTube channel. So we'll share about that too. So you guys can check that out if you don't use Spotify. Um, and we're dabbling with the idea of putting some clips on TikTok. Maybe me and Krista will start doing some trends. What the TikTokers be saying? I don't know. We're going to have to catch up with that. Yeah, I got to start working on my dances. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should do the um we should do the savage dance like three oh. years late actually it <laughs> really would be hilarious if we did something that like was og tiktok and people were yeah. like y'all are old yeah like pandemic era tiktok oh my gosh we should make oh. um that coffee that everyone made during the oh pandemic. the whipped coffee yes whipped coffee and make banana bread yes. let's bring back quarantine those were the days man honestly it was fun for a couple of weeks but then it was like i think i want to die right but it was just nice to have an excuse to not leave your house exactly we were all looking for a real reason and we finally had it and mm-hmm. then we realized mm, this is too much time not leaving my house right I mean after a few weeks it's like eh. social interaction uh I understand why that's a necessity for humans now <laughs> right so anyways so I'm so excited to get our videos up and going on all these different platforms um and you guys can see our beautiful faces and how we put like a lot of effort into our appearance appearance every time we record because we're so professional so like you know we have that dress well test well mentality exactly and all of the really cool equipment that I use that doesn't plug into my computer oh man yeah I should probably get a better lighting situation we'll fix that so I apologize yeah, this too. ring light was like 16 bucks wow yeah on Amazon but you gotta have a USB port for it to work so I guess I'll be buying a couple of adapters thanks Mac for real Apple. yeah let us know how much those adapters cost by the way fucking Steve Jobs he's still ruining lives but anyway the second thing that we are excited about is America's Next Top Grandma. Woohoo! I ran with Kristen and her Tyra Banks impersonation last week as we were talking about how America no longer has a grandma. And we seriously put time and thought into our options. So we will each be presenting two options of who we think should be America's next top grandma. And then on Thursday, we are going to put a poll up. And next week, we will be revealing America's next top grandma. The anticipation. It's going to kill me. I know. I know. I know. Honestly, though, we have some really good options. So I'm very excited. So I'll do my top choice. Kristen will do her top choice and then we'll each present our second choice. Okay. So my first choice. I feel like, wait, I feel like I'm in court. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> All rise for the Honorable Judge Cassandra Roberts. <laughs> Your Honor. Your Honor, I would like to state my case for Miss Julie Andrews. Oh, it's a good one. Yes, it is. And here are my points to support Julie Andrews as America's Next Top Grandma. First and foremost being the fact that she has in fact played a grandma mm-hmm. on the Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. Was she the best grandma? She sure was. She's very elegant. Yes, but also very um, conscious of her granddaughter's feelings, mm-hmm. very supportive and encouraging and open-minded as well. She was very open-minded to like eating the corn dog in the first one and, you know, sliding down the stairs on a mattress. Right. I thought that she's you know, fun. I would, exactly. I would want her to meet my grandma. And so also, I mean, I, I understand that I need to make making my case, but just to be a good friend and help you out with your case too. I feel like since Julie Andrews, she, like you said, she's already the queen of Genovia. She's exactly. already a grandmother. I feel like she would just fit in to fill that void that Queen Elizabeth left behind. So it won't be that big of a change for us. Yes. And I feel like she also brings the fun element, the quirky element that Miss Betty White brought. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. my second point for Miss Julie um, you don't even have to have seen The Sound of Music to know that that bitch is iconic for her role in Sound of Music. Correct. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Just listen to one Sound of Music song. That's exactly. all. Exactly. The hills are alive, honey. And they are alive with the reverberations of Julie Andrews' beautiful angelic voice. Love it. Your Honor. I would like to make my case for what I don't even know why this is a case, honestly, because there is no question that this woman is, she's all of our grandmothers basically. And so I don't understand why we need to put on this charade. (laughs) And that woman is the one, the only, the inimitable Miss Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. Such a good one. Our unproblematic queen. Yes. Miss, I'm going to donate a million dollars to Moderna to get the COVID vaccine so y'all can get out and get partying again. Queen shit. Yes. Miss, I'm just going to give out free books all the time because y'all need to read more. But like, but like in in a nice way though, it's not like, oh my God, like read a book. It's like, oh my gosh, reading is so fun. Like here, let me give you all these books, children. I like that vibe. I like that. You know, it's not judgy. And mm-hmm. we're not, we're not judging her for her double D's on her tiny little body. You know, that's nope. just part of who she is. And the thing is, she's had such a long career too. Mm-hmm. We know she's wise. Mm-hmm. We know she's a woman of her word. She's never switched up. That's true. She never let Dollywood change her. That's no, right. ma'am. She is mm-hmm. true to her roots. Yep. We know exactly what we're getting into. And I feel like she would just be a perfect fit for America's next top grandma. You know what? Again, like you said earlier with Julie Andrews, because let's be honest, me and Kristen love all of the options. Okay. We're just setting it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dolly Parton. Also, what I love about her is that literally she like her hair is a wig. Her makeup is a whole facade. Like Mm -hmm. her and her, nobody knows who her husband is. Like they literally go out in public and nobody recognizes them because she looks completely different. I love that about mm-hmm. her. A woman who can do both. 
Exactly. And she found a way to keep her personal and her work life separate and still be a good person. Been married for a very long time. I agree. I think she's a great candidate too. Right. And I feel like that she, you know, she's not all about the glitz and the glamour. She knows when to turn it on and to have that big hair and mm-hmm. that full face. But then she also knows when to turn it off and to just be a loving wife. Yep. A loving grandmother. Well, the fact that she has earned the respect of the paparazzi and all of those like sneaky little TMZ people that have never, ever, ever caught her somehow mm-hmm. without her full get up. Like mm-hmm. that is true R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Thank you, Aretha. May yes. she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Otherwise she probably would have been in this. <laughs> <laughs> she would have still been in the running, but. Exactly. Um, so, would, you, would you like to present your next candidate? Yes. Thank you for presenting Dolly. I think you did a really great job. Thank you. My next subject is Miss Lily Tomlin. And I think that she could be a great candidate for America's Next Top Grandma because first of all she looks just like someone you just want to cut up and have a good time with she looks like the type of grandma that would feed you ice cream and then send you home to your parents Mm. that's the vibes I get from her I like that kind of aggressive she's open-minded but she's not pushy about it I think she has her opinions and she makes it known and she's strong and true to her word, but would never mm-hmm. dislike someone because they disagree with her. And I like that about Lily. Also, Grace and Frankie, if you haven't watched that show, you're missing out. Her and, yes. J- her and Jane Fonda are an excellent duo. And her career too, she's been famous for so long. Yes. And I think much like Ms. Dolly Parton, she has not switched up. She has not been problematic. Mm-hmm. She has not caused a lot of drama in the Hollywood scene. Right. And I feel like you said, she's had such a long career. She knows what the deal is. She knows how to not get canceled and how to be a good person. Yep. And that and is hard to find these that. days. Yep. She's ready to teach us what to do and what not to do. And I will say, I feel like Lily Tomlin is a dark horse in this race yeah. here. <clears throat> I'm going to watch out for her because I feel like she's going to be a sneaky favorite and someone that people will be like, oh yeah, like you've heard of Julie Andrews. You've heard of Dolly Parton. Exactly. Lily Tomlin, you may not think of and be like, oh wait, yeah. Like she, she is a great grandma. Exactly. You're like, mm-hmm. damn, I would want my grandma to smoke weed for- with me. Right. It's like, you know, we had Betty White and the Golden Girls. I feel like Lily Tomlin is a more like modern age yes. Golden Girls with Grace and Frankie. Yes, that is a great point, Kristen. That is. Thank you. Yes, that's a great point. I agree. You know, it's not as quite um, stuffy, we should say, as Golden Girls. Because yeah. That show was on. 50 years ago um but yes progressive for its time yes Yes. give credit where it is due yes correct all Um, right i'm ready to hear about your last option save the best for last last but most certainly not least Mm -hmm. no best for last for sure yes i am here today in this zoom meeting (laughs) to make the case for the queen Mm. The Supreme. Yes. 
Miss Diana Ross. Mm. And let me tell you, I was looking at pictures of her today. That girl has not aged one bit. She looks beautiful. I literally thought that the, I was like, there's like, these pictures have to be from 30 years ago. She is kind of one of those celebrities where like, she'll kind of like come out of hiding every now and then. Mm-hmm. And we'll be like, oh yeah, Diana Ross. Wow. Yeah. She looks good, but she's not like in our face all the time. Mm-hmm. Like some older celebrities are yeah. now one thing that Diana Ross has going for her that I know we talked about Julie Andrews singing before Diana Ross. That's a whole different ball game, a whole different ball game, a whole yeah. different. I mean, she is Motown. She is. Uh, it's just, if you listen to her music, it's just hit after hit after hit. Yes. Yep. She, the woman knows how to make a hit. She knows what she's doing. She's timeless. She's someone who I feel like we could all really look up to. Yeah. Especially like sh- just this talent that she has and the way that she uses it. I feel like we could just all look up to that. And also like, it's about time in this country that we have a black grandma true that true true I don't know why we don't have a figure like that yet I mean I'm assuming Michelle Obama in like 20 years she'll be you know definitely in the running for um ANTG um but yeah I I really feel like Diana Ross is someone who would fit in nicely and just is very likable her music is amazing Mm -hmm. you know I feel like she would really lay on like she would give you advice and it would be just like one sentence mm-hmm. and you would just feel like your whole life changed. I could definitely see that. Like she would just say like, when you know, you know, and it's and like, you're just like, whoa, grandma Diana, that is just, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> it's just, but you know that that wisdom and that advice is coming from a good place. Exactly. And it's yep. real. Y'all, this is going to be a tough competition. Photo finish. Oh my gosh. I really am honestly so excited to see what the results are. We um, should like hand count the votes like they do in <laughs> political elections when it's like zero. Everyone, please reach for your mail in ballots that we have shipped to your house. <laughs> no funny business. And you need to return them to us like now. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as you get it, send it back. So we can like count them all on time. First class mail. But I am very excited. I feel like this is going to be very telling for our listeners who they decide, you know, who their favorite is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also, if, if anyone feels, you know, passionately enough, love to hear comments on, you know, why you voted for who you did or yeah. what your thoughts are on the other contestants that you did not vote for. That would be very interesting to hear as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you're not like Cassie and you don't want to smoke weed with your grandma. You're like, I like Lily Tomlin, no, like she should be in jail. You know, <laughs> that That's not my opinion. That's, you know, hypothetical listeners opinion. Yes. You know, you could let us know that and then Cassie will fight you. And tell you that we should be legalized. Yeah, exactly. And I'll we'll move on. Find your address. <laughs> Me and Lily Tomlin will show up and beat you up. <laughs> Throw weed plants at your face. This is how we finally get Lily Tomlin on the podcast. <laughs> is that we have someone saying that she should be incarcerated? <laughs> she would probably be like, oh, I already have. 
<laughs> true she's like oh my gosh who I can't think of her name right now who is the celebrity who like goes to climate marches all the time and gets arrested I have no idea why can I not think of her name right now I can't it, it, it'll come to me later don't worry about it okay. <laughs> But she'll, she'll like go to women's marches and she'll get arrested or if she, if she doesn't get arrested then she'll like bail out all the other people who do get arrested i can't think of it so this point is going nowhere but huh. anyways well we will have the results for you next week everyone looking forward to it tune in next wednesday at 5 p.m eastern 6 p.m central or no. I 5 mean, it, p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 4 p.m. <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> I had to do the math in my head. I was like, okay, if Central is one. Yeah, it takes a minute. You good, you good. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to A Case for the FBI. Um, so this week, we haven't done true crime in a few weeks, I feel like. So that w- this was a nice little treat that we got to mix in some true crime, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't your classic whodunit mystery true crime kind of deal. Mm-hmm. This was I Just Killed My Dad on Netflix. Um. I don't really know where to begin with this one. I guess I'll just start off with like my feelings towards it. First of all, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the storytelling. I loved the way like it was one of those shows where it's like episode one and you're like, okay, this guy killed his dad. Like, right. Like how, what else do you have to tell How me? are you going to fill three episodes with this? Exactly. And they just keep like unraveling stuff to the point where I honestly thought that the ending was like a little rushed when then yeah. they're like, oh yeah, he has probation. And like now, yeah, he goes away to live life. Like, oh. I don't know. I would have, it was very emotional. Like when he went back to meet his mom and his grandma and everything, yeah. but I felt like the ending was a little rushed. Like they, it, it was like anticlimactic. Yeah, I agree. And it was sad. So <clears throat> what I did like, though, that they did at the end was like the juxtaposition of him, like earlier on, mm-hmm. when they asked him the same question that they asked him at the end. So the last question they asked him was like, how do you live a normal life after this or something? And so the first time they asked him, like, he couldn't even answer. He was so emotional, like he was crying. Uh And then you see him, like, after everything has kind of, like, happened and everything, and he is like, you know, I'm just going to keep moving forward and hope for the best. Like, he had a very optimistic outlook. So I did like the way that they did that. But I agree. It was just kind of like, okay, and now he's free and he feels good and bye. Right, exactly. I'm like, this man needs intense therapy. This man needs to like, he can't live on his own right now. Like he probably can't get a job. Right. Like the, he, you can't just like, you know, release him into the yeah. wild. Like he needs help, which I'm assuming he's like, I, I'm hoping he would get. And that's what I kind of thought when he went to his mom's house, I was like, oh, that's nice. Like maybe he's going to live with his mom now, but it was just like a little, little meet and greet situation yeah Um, let's talk about the real villain of this entire series okay the stepmom uh what was her name susan 
I don't know. Yes, I think her name was Susan. And look, I understand she was abused as well. I get it. And we're not supposed to blame the victim. But this son of a gun, I mean, she knew that this man was not only abusing his son verbally and physically and emotionally, but also her son calling him fat and throwing shit at him. The Jenga box. I'm just sitting here like, what is wrong with this woman? It had to get to the point where the son called his biological father and was like, I can't take this anymore. Like, he's picking me up and we're leaving. Like, I, again, I understand she was also a victim. But my God. I didn't really have those feelings towards her. I definitely, I mean, I felt sympathy for her, but not in a crazy way the way I felt sympathy for Anthony and so I feel like for her what really sucks like yeah obviously that sucks that she just like didn't do anything at all to help Anthony Mm -hmm. and because of that there was no record of his abuse and like apparently like she did not like the cops would come and she would deny it and to be fair Anthony also denied it too um, but yeah, when she ran away, like you can call the cops and be like, Hey, go get this, go get this child. Exactly. And she was like, if I would have taken Anthony, I would be dead. I had no choice. I'm like, you had a choice. Yeah. You had a choice. I know that Bert was a psychopath and had y'all locked down in every capacity, but ma'am, you and Anthony could have hopped on a bus. Y'all could have left your cell phones. You could have gone straight to the police. You could have done a million other things other than leaving this poor kid in this house with his dad. I mean, it's just such a terrible situation, such a terrible situation. And then also like, Everything is so unfortunate with his mom, Teresa, trying to find him. And she just, like, didn't. I mean, obviously, it seems like she tried. Yeah. But, like, to no avail, obviously. So, literally, Anthony had, like, no one in his corner. Like, no one helping him. And he didn't go to school, so he didn't have school counselors. And, like, that's one of the things that one of the interviewers said that, like, is a big part of like going to public school is that you know you have people there who are trained to see these signs and he had none of that yeah and it was just like so sad hearing Susan talk about how she finally like was kind of at least talking to Bert about putting Anthony in school but he was like 15 or 16 would have to go into the third grade yeah yeah and showing like his writings where she made him write the alphabet every day and his name and an address and she asked him what his address was and he gave her the zip code and yeah this really reminds me I I'm promise I won't go on a tangent because I could but I won't you're welcome (laughs) do you oh god what were their names oh I can't think of their names but it was the family that had like 12 or 13 children and they were all locked in the house yes crap I just watched a six like on that not that long ago I can't I can't think of their names but yeah they were all locked in the house and then finally it was basically like an Anthony situation but worse like these kids like lived in poverty in this house Mm 
Yes. God, the Turpins. Yes, the Turpins. The yep. Turpins, that's their name. Yes, and Turpins. And daughter escaped and got help. Yes. Yeah, one of the daughters escaped and had like a, a contraband cell phone or something. But that reminds me of... Um, this whole situation reminds me of that because when the cop went to go pick that pick up the daughter who ran away from the turpins he was like what's your address and she's like what like yeah, what's that know. and then he also asked something about like prescription drugs and she like didn't know what prescription drugs were um so then it becomes this whole thing that like you know the parents are obviously locked up forever but now there are these these 13 kids that like they can't go on their own like even though some of them were adults like they can't they can't like you gotta do something and I mean even with Anthony I feel like people thought he was like even more suspicious because he couldn't answer some simple questions they were like what's your address and he's like "Uh, I I don't know yeah there was something else they asked him that was like what was his birthday yeah what what year he was like 2001 or 2002 yeah yeah it was something like that and I'm like damn he don't even know when he was born which obviously if I were the detective I would be so sus if someone didn't or I'd be like either you're lying or you're high or something combo who knows all the above um, I'm really surprised that you have such strong feelings towards Susan because I really, I really don't feel any type of way towards her. I mean, and also like, also going back to when she ran away, also poor Anthony had to deal with the fallout from that and exactly. his dad turning into an alcoholic and oh like God. taking out all of his anger on him. Yeah. And even when they like showed up to get the furniture and stuff, like Anthony was obviously freaking out because his dad is like literally unhinged and knows Mm. that she's there and is on the way and like doesn't do anything about it she just like gets her furniture and leaves like right you know that he is about to fuck up this kid like you know exactly what is about to happen right right and I find it hard to believe too that like at that point they really just had no faith in the justice system like that's that's what they kept saying was that like anthony didn't have any which i like anthony as the true victim i can understand why he he also probably didn't know what to do because he just didn't also can we talk about how when he got arrested he was like yeah i thought they would just like keep me in jail for a day or so and then let me go yeah that just shows like how they he said that before they set the whole stage about like him not going to school and stuff and I was like what like are you like delusional like what's wrong with you yeah but then obviously he just he just didn't know that like when you kill people it's a big deal yeah I feel like they definitely did a really good job of setting you up in the beginning to be like is this guy just that dumb like he just like doesn't like is he just being stupid to like try and get out of it or like what is happening because I mean he even called the cops on himself right yeah yeah I was like oh I just killed my dad I'm like what do now (laughs) yeah he's like um do you need me to stay on the phone like yes I need you to stay on the phone (laughs) god I oh my god oh my god okay so I guess let's go ahead and talk about then like how we feel about like his guilt or innocence like do we think he should have been convicted if so with what what like what are your thoughts about the whole situation like what would you do if you were a juror okay I actually 
I feel like it ended up the way that it should have. I, when they did that mock trial, I definitely understood why it was a case that would be very difficult. Like everyone said, they were like, Bert is a terrible person. Anthony, I feel so bad for him, but he killed him. Like he killed him. Like there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, but I do think, you know, what they ended up sentencing him with was reasonable. He was on probation for what was it like 10, 15, 20 years? I don't remember how long it was. It wasn't but, that long, honestly. Yeah. It was bad. I mean, I do feel like it was reasonable because I mean, I'm surprised he made it as long as he did without hurting his dad. Um, I feel like I I feel like I would have been, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those situations where I feel like it's almost like a catch-22 because it's like, yeah, he is a murderer. Right. But he was provoked. Right. And like one of the people made the point where it's like he literally did not know what else to do. Like he had literally nothing. He didn't know what else to do. He had no other options. And in that moment, like all he could do was like fight or flight. And that's just what happened. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were like hung up on like, oh, well, there was no bruising. There was like no physical. And it's like, yeah, but he's seen his dad like not this bad and do a lot of really bad things. So he's like, I have never seen my dad this unhinged. So Mm -hmm. I literally am fearful that he is going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so going back to Susan really quick, now that I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about it, I did not like it when she posted her restraining order on nextdoor.com. I mean. (laughs) Instead of like going to law enforcement and being like, I have a restraining order against this guy for reasons A, B, and C. And also he still has his son living in that house. Exactly. Like, what is the point? Like, what was the point? This man just went about his business and was still torturing his son and just walking around the neighborhood and yeah people were probably giving him funny looks but like it didn't do anything like how petty yeah yeah and putting look, on nextdoor.com exactly i am petty betty to the core <laughs> that is that's a line we sh- that should not be crossed like that's not it yeah i don't understand like i mean i guess obviously to like draw attention to him but like then that only made him more angry towards Anthony and she should have known that. And obviously things turned out the way that it did. Um, Anyways, going back to the actual trial, I did think it was interesting that they had a whole like fake trial. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a thing either, but it like made total sense that they like just got these random people and they could actually see like how a group of randoms would feel about the case. you know like what they were lacking and stuff so that was really interesting to see how did you feel about the lawyer oh my gosh we've already talked about the villain let's talk about the hero I mean (laughs) that man did everything he could to help Anthony and I thought that his story was just like I hate to say inspirational because like it's not like it's inspiring me to go be a lawyer or something but it It inspired him exactly like so if you haven't watched it he basically talks about how when he was growing up he was raised by a bunch of hippies his dad basically dips out 
right? Yeah. And his mom was like taking him to like coke dens and parties and like having her friends over to their house at all hours of the night doing drugs. And he was just raised around drug addicts and alcoholics and yeah, partying and all of those sort of things. So he just, you know, realized he was like, oh, I want to be able to help people. And he became a lawyer and he did this whole thing for Anthony. Like, I'm sure a mob trial is something that's probably not very cheap to put together. I I literally was having those exact thoughts when I was watching it because I it, oh, he's doing it pro bono. So he's yes, not getting paid. Point, yes. And I was like, how much did he, they have to pay like each of these people for their time to be fake yeah. jurors? And also like they like had a courtroom. It was a exactly. whole thing. And I was like, that is probably really expensive. But yes. like something as a defendant, you would be really excited to see your lawyer do and like want exactly. them to do. Yeah. I thought that was insane and like very nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously the lawyer is the hero. And when, I mean, Anthony is so emotionally stunted at this point, he like doesn't really know how to show any feelings or anything. And when the lawyer starts crying at the end and Anthony is just like hugging him and is like, like okay, he's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that was a a very interesting moment but that just like basically encapsulates like the whole documentary I did think though that like the the lawyer was just like a little bit too self-centered honestly yeah like he talked about himself a lot and he was like that's what I do what I do that's why I'm such a good trial lawyer and like it was really intense and I was like okay dude (laughs) like when I'm in Baton Rouge Louisiana and I need a trial lawyer I know who to call exactly I'll certainly call you up he was I don't know but obviously I mean I guess he has a lot to be proud of but he was just like putting in everybody's face like I'm such a good lawyer I'm doing this pro bono because I'm so good I work in Baton Rouge because that's where all the bad stuff happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we had to like go on a tour of his neighborhood and he was like yeah it was really rough out here and I'm like is this talking about you or anthony wait a minute you didn't kill your dad too did you it kind of reminded me did you ever watch the second part of making a murderer yes with the with the woman lawyer who like rides around in the back of the cadillac (laughs) and she's like i'm so important but i'm gonna make time for Stephen avery i actually hired a driver so i can work while i'm in the car because this is such an important case to me (laughs) She was kind of OD, but anyways. God, making a murderer. I know. It's bringing back. So have you heard all this stuff going on about Serial, the podcast? No. Do you know what that is? I've never heard of that, no. Um, So it's S-E-R-I-A-L, like a serial killer. It's called Serial. Um, And it is a podcast by NPR that came out like legit like five or six years ago. But it basically it was a story about this guy whose girlfriend was murdered and he basically was like wrongfully convicted. And so the the NPR team like did this whole investigation into it and like found all this stuff that basically pointed to his innocence. Well, literally yesterday they were able to get him out. He's like freed from jail. And, and this murder happened in like the mid 90s. Like oh, he's been in jail for over 20 years. 
oh, they owe him some reparations or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Convicted. Exactly. Yeah. So th- thinking about that, like that was a, it was a huge thing when like the podcast was out and then they, they made an HBO documentary about it too. Oh, okay. Um, or maybe it was like a fic, a, fictional thing it was based on cereal that's on hbo um it had me thinking about making a murderer oh they need to go do that one because i still don't believe either of them did it i need to know who did it (laughs) i need to know the police don't want us to know who did it exactly i kind of got um uh brendan bassey vibes oh my god yes a hundred percent the low iq yeah but like he can't help it exactly the emotional capacity of a peanut like all of it yes yeah I mean well obviously like Bert took advantage of him but like thankfully this wasn't a situation where like I mean Anthony was victorious honestly in this situation whereas Brendan Dassey like they took advantage of his uh low IQ lower intelligence yeah so yeah so what are your hopes for Anthony's future I mean, I hope he can just figure it out. I feel like, I feel like it's going to be so hard for him to like have a life after this Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, there's not really a lot of opportunity for people after they get out of jail, prison, even if, honestly, I feel like even if you're not convicted, I feel like there's probably still a lot of issues trying to get a job even with like something like that looming over your head absolutely I hope he gets a better relationship with his mom and his grandma yeah hope he spends more time with them I hope he you know he's eventually able to like this is gonna sound so cheesy I feel like I'm on a Hallmark movie but (laughs) I I hope he's able to like you know fall in love and have kids and do everything differently than his dad did and yeah you know, maybe work out some of those things by being able to do that for himself. Yeah. Like he literally needs to find himself, like who he is Yeah, in real life. And wh- like what you were talking about earlier when they were like, you know, what is normal like for you? He just says like, I want to be happy. Yeah. So it's like, he, he has to find out like what that means to mm-hmm. him like what it what is happy of course it sucks because like you said like he's gonna have all these obstacles in in his way but I feel like it was kind of like weird when he went to his mom's house in the documentary and the grandma was like I'm 84 so I may never see you again so remember me and it's like I know I was where like, you going grand people are living into to be a hundred girl like simmer down yeah and also y'all live like right like one state away from each other yeah <laughs> and like that. also he's not tied well maybe with probation he is tied to the state that he <laughs> but y'all can go visit him yeah exactly I feel like probably in that moment like Anthony was probably just like overwhelmed and it was like what is going on but I feel like as time goes on like he'll realize how important that relationship is with his mother and especially too like he was recalling stuff when he was there he would be like oh I remember that and talk about Natasha the other Mm -hmm. sister and stuff so I mean it's sad just because like his sense of family has been so destroyed Mm -hmm. but now it's like you have a nice mom and like grandma and all that so (laughs) So I guess maybe providing some context to that situation. Um, basically, Bert 
and his mom got into an argument because he was beating the crap out of her too and treating her awful and terrible and kidnapped Anthony and ran away to Louisiana and the mom found him and got custody of Anthony took him back to Texas I think yeah um but because states for whatever reason don't communicate with each other for whatever reason looking at you um, Ted Bundy literally um he was able to file these fake reports that like his mom was crazy and abusive and did drugs and yada 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 and gain custody of Anthony back and she was never able to find them after that so basically through the law he kidnapped his own son yeah for real Mm -hmm. and I mean they had like wanted posters like they were like can you please help us find my son like all of these different things and because Texas and Louisiana are different states they never communicated about the two different trials and it did not come out until he killed his dad yeah yeah I wish that he just like hurt his dad like killed him so we could like see the conviction of Bert and like see his terrible life. Yeah, and I would like to hear from Bert. I would like to know like what's up, dude? Like why are you so What's your problem? Exactly. What stick is up your ass and why is it there? Who hurt you? Exactly. That's what we need to know. Who hurt you? I mean, without a doubt, at this point an understatement. It seemed like there was just a whole lot of dysfunction that went on in that like it, it, it was with the mom and then the grandma starts talking about how her parents were alcoholics in like the early 1900s like this is which is just sad because I mean it kind of like points to a cycle of it yeah um especially them being in like lower income rural areas yeah um and then just like to the level though that like Bert basically stalked them like he had it down to like he had cameras everywhere except in his own bedroom probably because that's where he wanted to beat the crap out of his wife um and he literally would even know like when they shut off their car engines and he had their phones tracked like there was literally nothing these people could do where he did not know exactly where they were and what they were doing I've never even heard of such a thing, like having something where it will tell you when someone's car engine turns off. Yes. And you would see on camera, walk out to the car and escort her into the house as soon as the car cut off. It was so weird. Yeah. The, the control, the absolute just like need for control is astounding yeah unnecessary like I just I can't comprehend it like I can't it's like I've seen people in documentaries similar to this where they're like controlling or like OCD or whatever but like Mm -hmm. literally this man was going to levels of extremes that we never even knew yeah and we still never got a good answer of why he just never put Anthony in school yeah I mean just Anthony did say, and I was like, mm-hmm, correct. He did say in one of his interviews, like, isn't it easier to control a dumb person than a smart person? Mm, I see. Okay. So it's so like it's to keep him in his place and manipulate him if he didn't know much about anything. Right. Which 
it is now very evident to us seeing as he didn't know that he would like have to go to jail if he killed somebody (laughs) exactly exactly and I mean it really is true like you know even with that it's like he was probably like I don't know how to do anything without my dad I don't know how to drive a car I don't know how to buy food I don't know how to make money so like if I don't have my dad what am I supposed to do yeah. I mean, he said he literally had never left the house by himself before. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so what did you think of like the production value in terms of like all of the interviews and the little like actor portrayals that they had and everything? Yeah, I liked it overall. I thought it was really good. I felt like they had the perfect amount of interviews. Like I didn't feel okay. like it was too much information or too many people I had to keep up with. Um, and I felt like everything flowed really well with the three episodes. I think so too. See, I disagree though. I think that there were too many interviews. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it got kind of confusing, especially with like, I don't know if it was like Susan's family, but like someone's brother kept yes, being interviewed or, brother. or Teresa. Shih Tzu's. <laughs> yes, Tzu's, exactly. Which I, I mean, I guess he provided like some interesting information, but I was like, who is this guy again? <laughs> and it was just like in the, like the caseworkers and stuff, it, it like, it almost was like a little bit too much for me. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just wanted more Anthony. You know, I, I do not disagree with that. He was not as prevalent. Um, maybe just simply because he seems hard to pull information out of. So yeah, they had to work with what they could get. Right. Yeah. And obviously like this just happened basically. And I can understand that it is just like so painfully traumatic that you just don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Ever it has the capacity at this point to right. understand and talk about it. I did notice though, that when he went to go visit his mom, um in texas he had his ears pierced i was oh. like that, that's fun that's a fun little decision you made okay you did that on your own honey i love it yeah i don't know maybe he like got it in jail or something i don't know i don't know if they do that in jail because they do ear piercings i know I mean, maybe i think they give each other tattoos yeah that's what like i don't how white are we right now <laughs> About, about not knowing about prison yeah but like do they pierce their ears in jail <laughs> I I mean it's just it's just amazing like they make like toilet bowl moonshine or whatever like people will sneak cigarettes into jail somehow like people in jail are so crafty I know we were watching some like lifetime gangland thing and it was about the Aryan brotherhood and oh they literally use this like wild like code language where it's like a means b and b means a and like i don't know some fucking philosopher like copernicus or somebody came Mm -hmm. up with it and they fish it through the toilets (laughs) oh my god yes i'm just in here like okay these people are are somehow dumb because they got they ended up in jail but Mm -hmm. they are actually geniuses so they like if if two cells are next to each other, they would like send it through the toilet that way. Yeah, or I, I it's like a certain it's like there's certain toilets that you know if you send it down the pipe, it goes to a certain other toilet. Like they okay. just know how the things interwork, and mm, they like jail send it, like through like 
pantyhose or like sheets so that you can like hold it while it goes down the toilet so it doesn't get lost what in the world i know i know they're we underestimate the people in the prison system okay well i'm not gonna say that the aryan brother i'm not gonna compliment the aryan <laughs> we're not standing the aryan brotherhood no, no. <laughs> But someone like the guy from Serial who was wrongfully convicted, stan him. Yes, exactly. This is not a stand for the Aryan Brotherhood. (laughs) I was just simply saying that that was very smart. (laughs) That one instance. Yeah, exactly. Let me clear that one up real quick. So is Stephen, back to making a murder, is Stephen Avery still in prison right now? I think so. I think so. I don't think he ever got out. Ugh man i really need to rewatch that i know that's how i feel now that we've talked about it i'm like that sounds like such a good time right now maybe we'll rewatch Ooh, that'll be spicy and fun i know it would take me back to the uh copper beach days that's when i watched it oh love (laughs) um all right so is there anything else that you want to add on i just killed my dad no ma'am Alrighty, cool. Well, I really enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed watching it as well. Um, so for next week, we are going to keep with the Netflix train. We're going to keep with, I think it's true crime. And that is Sins of Our Mother on Netflix. I've heard good things about it. I heard it's crazy. I'm excited. I don't really know entirely what's, what it's about. So this yeah. will be very interesting. I have absolutely no idea. And sometimes I just love going into it with absolutely no yeah. idea. Yeah, like I just killed my dad. I was just like, well, this kid killed his dad. dad. There's got to be something crazy about it. (laughs) They give the whole plot away in the title. It's got to be good. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So if you are not following us on Instagram, first of all, what are you doing? Second Mm -hmm. of all, you can follow us at a case, the number four, the FBI. Keep an eye out for America's Next Top Grandma. Your vote counts. Every vote counts. We need every vote so please chime in on that um and then also look out for our youtube and tiktok because that will be coming and so if y'all start consuming that content let us know what you think if you enjoy it if you're like a super video podcast person this is your time time to shine yes but any feedback is obviously great we're hoping to kind of keep the same schedule with YouTube as the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see how that goes, though. But that is the plan. Yes. I have a good feeling about it. Yes. Everything and we our do is YouTube great. YouTube channel is also just the name of the podcast, A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality, if you want to check it out. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is episode 31. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you all next Wednesday for Sins of Our Mother. Very excited. So talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.